It's the show after the show. This is the After 9 Podcast with Scott and Kat. Stop complaining on Facebook. Stop it. About what stop, now, though? Stop, stop, stop. Wait, 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 wait. You're going to have to be way more specific than that. Okay, in general. Complaining and bitching on Facebook never changed anyone's mind, and it certainly never changed any laws. If you want to fight with somebody about wearing a fucking mask on Facebook, I can assure you, you are wasting your time. Because Justin Trudeau is not reading it. Your local medical officer of health isn't reading it. Nobody cares. If you don't want to wear a mask, don't wear a mask. But they are popping up more and more, these bylaws. It's law in a lot more places this week that you have to have a mask in indoor public spaces and on transit. And, you know, it's pretty funny because I think generally we as Canadians, as a source of pride, will wear our COVID-19 numbers like a badge of honor. We're doing so well. Meanwhile, the U.S. is in terrible shape and outbreaks in Brazil and Mexico and India and the list goes on. But in Canada, we are flattening the curve. Well, these things go hand in hand. The mask thing probably, as I said in a previous podcast, should have been law months ago. But it's now law in a lot more places, so just wear the mask. And if you don't want to wear the mask, don't go in places. Mm-hmm. Stay home. It's not that hard. Like, I don't know. Like, for me, I was wearing the mask the whole time. Anytime I was in a grocery store or if I had to pop into Walmart. I went to a mall once, and that was weird, by the way. But I, I did so with a mask on. I, I've just been kind of doing it the whole time. And I get used to it. Just just find a way to get used to it um, and suck it up, buttercup. Because like Scott said, complaining about it on social, it's not, gonna ch- it's not like you've got people who are high up that are making these rules, are looking and waiting and going, oh, wait, but uh, Michael Smith of Kitchener says it's dumb, so we should probably fucking just stop then, right, guys? Yeah. Like, it's, it never <laughs> happened, okay? Right? No. Just chill out. Uh, wear your mask. I understand, like, the only, like, for me, the only somewhat, uh, okay, I get it, I'm sorry to hear that kind of uh, excuse of sorts, is people who do have the asthma issues. But then that makes me question further, though, because usually I'm like, okay, but if you have asthma issues, you know you're at higher risk for some for this killing you, right? You know that if Preach. you do catch yes. COVID, you are more likely to die than someone who does not have asthma. So why, like... There's got to be some kind of middle ground or make sure that you get the appropriate grade. There are people that are working in hospitals that have been wearing the proper masks since day one and they're okay. There's people who have breathing issues that have been doing it the whole time. So you can make it happen. Do the research you need to find the mask that is right for you and then you're going to be able to do it and you don't need to bitch about it. Uh, Some of the comments that I'm reading here. This is from Mike on my Facebook Well, how many people have died from pneumonia this year? Get over that argument. It's stupid. We're not talking about pneumonia Mm. or cancer or heart disease or any other condition. We're talking about COVID-19. And you know what? If a mask helped prevent cancer, it would probably be recommended that you wear that too. You know, there's a lot of recommendations that we have from various places which are designed to help keep us healthy. Uh, You want to minimize your cancer risk? Cut out the cigarettes, cut out the alcohol, cut out the red meat. That should give you a better chance at avoiding cancer. When it comes to COVID, masks gives you a good chance. Mm -hmm. So just do it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Here's one that just drives me freaking batty, Kat. And and then we'll move on to something else here uh, because stage three is getting announced. And we'll talk about that in a sec. Um, I am not teaching my kid to follow dumb rules that are imposed 
on people. So my kid is not wearing a mask. We went to Walmart and Giant Tiger this weekend without one. Well, good for you. Why don't you also tell your kid, you know what? Don't follow those stupid rules. You don't need to wear a seatbelt in the car. Fuck that. They don't. What are the odds we get in an accident anyway? You don't need a seatbelt. Or you, when you're out riding your bike, you don't need a helmet. These are all rules that are designed to try and keep us safe. So just like the seatbelt rule, just like the bike helmet rule, and all the other rules out there, just follow the damn mask and rule. And laws. Or, I mean, there are laws. It, it, uh, I don't understand. I, I really, I don't understand that. Because then you're going to get that, I don't know if it's a kid, but whatever. You're going to get the the kid of that person thinking that, oh, yeah, you're right. And questioning things that maybe they shouldn't be questioning that are just, that are there for safety of others. Like, I think all it takes for these people, these people, just like that person you just mentioned, is to know someone who is vulnerable. That's really all it takes to, to kind of wrap your mind around it. Because you can sit there and bitch and complain, like, ah, I got to wear a mask. Oh, no, I got to do this. I got to wear a mask. You are so lucky. Count yourself blessed that you don't have to worry about your life when you go out and other people not wearing a mask making you sick. So, yeah. Think about other people. It's, that's the biggest problem is people aren't, they don't think about other people. They're thinking about themselves and how I'm going to feel uncomfortable. I'm going to be, oh, I have to bring a mask with me everywhere. I have to spend money on it. I have to do this. It's about other people for a fucking second of your life. Can you wait? And can you just think about other people for a moment? Or don't go out. Or don't go you out. You do not have to wear a mask. Just don't go anywhere. Or indoors, anyway. You can go and sit on a patio restaurant. Or, sorry, a restaurant patio. And go ahead. Sit. Have fun. You don't need to wear a mask outdoor on a patio. If you want to walk down the street, you don't need a mask. Driving a car, you don't need one. But if you get in someone else's car, like a cab or an Uber, you got to have a mask. If you go into Walmart, you got to have a mask. Same with the grocery store and other places like that. But you don't have to go in. You can order these things and do curbside pickup. You don't need a mask. Just ask yourself what's more important. The convenience of going into these places? The ability to go into, uh, uh, I don't know, wherever the hell it is you want to go. Or not wearing a mask. And if you don't want to be forced to wear one, then don't go in. You've got other options. Just shut up and stop bitching about it on Facebook. Uh, by the way, today we're introducing phase three. It's going to happen around one o'clock when Premier Ford announces everything from amusement parks. We might find out when Canada's Wonderland is reopening to gyms. I know so many people want the gym mm-hmm. reopened. There's other people who will probably never go to a gym again. And whatever your comfort level is, is your comfort level. So uh, don't ruin it for the rest of us because <laughs> here's another one, too, from from social media. As soon as it got announced that today they're announcing stage three, I'm getting comments from people. Well, they better not open the gyms. That's not safe. Now, there's some people who are prepared to do whatever it is they have to do to be able to use the gym. Yeah. And if you don't want to go, then don't go. And saying that so broad like that, like that's not safe. Well, hang on a day a minute. Have you heard the plan? Have you heard every single plan? You have it. And I have no doubt about it. They're going to be able to make it safe. It is going to likely be by an appointment only basis. You're going to have your time slot. You're going to have it sanitized by probably staff because I don't know if they trust the people to sanitize their own areas. They so, weren't doing it before, so I don't think they'll be doing it now. <laughs> Exactly. So I think that it's going to take more time. You're not going to get the best times that you want. But if 
your the gist of it is you miss the gym and you want to be able to go to the gym even if it's once a week or twice a week you're going to be able to do that and that's great well membership change is what i want to know i'm all about like just being fair to the clients and i know it's hard for gyms gyms have been shut down for a while so many people have canceled memberships or put them on pause but either way there's not there was no money coming in for most gyms but what are you going to do about the price point for those people who for sure can't go every single day like they could before at their own leisure at any time of the day they wanted to for like a 24 seven, let's say you can't maybe do that anymore. So what's the compensation there or does it stay the same? I'll, I'm curious to, to take a look into that and each gym will be different, no doubt, but I'm curious to see what that'll be like. Totally agree with you. Uh, okay. So gyms, amusement parks, and there's oh movie theaters. We might get details on how or when they could reopen today. Uh, me talking about our own personal comfort level. I don't feel comfortable going to a movie. It's one thing to go into a restaurant where you're distanced and, and I'll be at a table with just my bubble and I can control what I touch and what's in the air. I don't know if I feel right about going to a movie theater, though. But that's just me. I'm certainly not going to stand on the soapbox and say, fuck that. Don't open up the movie theaters because there's some people who are perfectly OK mm-hmm. with doing it. And they'll probably pay more for a ticket where there's far less people in the theater at a time. Yeah. Anyway, the announcement comes down today. No doubt we will have something to say about that tomorrow. Uh, but there's a couple other things I want to talk about. Number one, have you seen this gigantic patio that they built at the Sundowner in Niagara Falls? <laughs> Um, kudos to those who are doing that. By the way, I sat on a patio yesterday at Morty's in Waterloo, and they created the, and constructed this patio in like four or five days. It is incredible what they can do. Yes. So they're doing patio dining at the Sundowner, though. That I didn't see coming. Yeah. So the dancers won't actually be stripping. It's just uh, them acting as servers to bring you your food. Okay. And I think the important thing to remember in all of this is while there's no stripping, We now, finally, after all this time in the pandemic, can enjoy strip club meals again. Yeah. (laughs) Who the hell is going for a strip club meal? Strip club meal, even like it's usually is it a buffet? It's a buffet style, usually, isn't it? A lot of them have menus. I'll I'll give you an example. Myself and our friend Dave Lazard, as an experiment one day after a radio show that we had done together. Decided to go to the House of Lancaster because they were advertising an all-you-can-eat buffet. Right. And we were just dying to know, what the hell would be on an all-you-can-eat buffet at a strip club? And who the hell is eating at a strip club? They're not exactly the nicest places on the inside. So we went. They had just finished putting out the buffet. Cat, they had one big catering style, hot table style tray of mashed potatoes. <laughs> they had another one that and I'm not even kidding. It was hot dogs and peas. <laughs> In one pan? In one pan. They took like a couple of hot dogs and chopped them up and then threw in a can of peas and that was one of the dishes <laughs> that you could eat, all you can eat at the strip club. I remember when I was five years old. Seriously. What kind of a meal is that? It was like nine ninety nine or seven ninety nine, and I actually felt like I got ripped off. So was it, was it seriously? free, but you're basically paying for the food? How did that work? Uh, so some clubs charge a cover to get into the rippers. Others are free, uh, and, and then they hope that you will order drinks and order the, the table dances and the lap dances and then tip the dancers very well. The strip club, uh, I believe there was a small fee. I think it was seven ninety nine or nine ninety nine. Either way, you were paying that for chopped up fucking hot dogs, 
peas, mashed potatoes, and I think they had another tray of like sausages or burgers or something. And one of the most disturbing things you can do is sit there and eat a fucking sausage in Pervert's Row, watching some woman take off her clothes for money while you're sitting there mowing down on a big sausage. <laughs> Grease dripping from your chin. Mm. Seriously. Well, Got to get some mustard and put that on here. Maybe I'll load up some diced oh, onions. Oh, you know what? And Before see, you I'm- get a lap dance, are you kidding me? <laughs> and why would you sit in the front row? I am just pig- I'm just putting myself in the, in the shoes of the women on stage and if there was some pervs eating that shit in the front row, it could not smell pretty. Like, they were probably holding their puke for dear life <laughs> with the smell of hot dogs, peas, mashed potatoes, and sausages or burgers while they're just trying to do their job, too. They probably right? hated that. Oh, my goodness. I actually felt bad for these dancers. They're trying to put on a show, and some of them are quite athletic, and and they're spinning around and doing all those pole moves and all that sort of shit. Well, some assholes sitting there in Pervert's Row eating a sausage watching them. It was horrible. (laughs) It's gross. What's wrong with you? Right. So how long were you there for? We stayed for a couple hours. Yeah. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. How were the hot dogs? Were the wieners and peas good? I didn't eat a thing. <laughs> I was. I just felt wrong. I know that there's really not a an incorrect way to cook a hot dog, but I still felt like they'd be raw and I'd get something. I, I no no not doing it at all. In any case, the giant patio is now open in Niagara Falls. If you would like to go and finally get your first strip club meal in the past few months, you go right ahead, and the uh, entertainers are going to be there serving you. I read a really, really interesting segment uh, or a really interesting thing here for our FM radio show this morning, and I intentionally didn't do it on the radio because I want to hear your first reaction in the podcast. Okay. It is a list of the toughest questions for parents to answer that kids ask. Mm-hmm. And I thought, this might be good for you as like a practice. Yes. And, well, I don't think... That your kids are going to be asking some of these questions right now, they inevitably might. So I'm going to ask you some of the toughest to answer questions that kids ask their parents. Okay. Where do babies come from? Okay, that's, yeah. Now, it depends how young they are, right, when you answer these questions? Because there's different stages. But when they get to that stage, that's what I'm scared about. Right now, if my daughter, she's three. So if my daughter asked me that question... Hey, where does the baby come from? I'll just say, um, I, I, she, she would never ask follow-up questions. She's at the, just at the stage where she's like over it in a second. I'll answer her question. I'll say, oh, in, in you know, you were born a mommy, like you grew a mommy's tummy. And, oh, okay. Like there's never a follow-up question with her. And she does ask me questions like that, but there's never a follow-up. Could you use the example like in the garden? Well, you plant a little seed down there, and as long as you take good care of it and show it lots of love, I mean, then eventually that seed turns into a big tomato. You tell me. You have a couple of grown kids now. How did you handle that? Because I would love to know. That sounds like a good idea to me. What could Ask go your wrong mother. there? <laughs> Ask your mother. Ask your mother, yeah. See? <laughs> no. I, I think that it's probably good to tell them most of the truth. Most of the truth is when uh, uh, mummies and daddies do certain activities together it creates a baby inside mom and then baby gets born uh, nine months later 
But I don't know if I have to really get into the weeds on that one. Well, well, first, Dad needs a good hard on, and he's <laughs> no, please, and, God, don't. And Mommy's got to be a little lubed up too. And then sometimes, you know, like Daddy will hop on top of Mommy or just sneak up behind oh her, and God, then boom. No, I'm not going to get too far don't. into the weeds on that. No. I don't think they need to know all the different positions that you could conceive a baby in or all the different places you could. I think all they need to know is that, boom, mom, dad, dick, baby. That's it. Yeah. And there's videos, by the way. There are resources, which is great for parents, too, because some parents just naturally aren't great at that. Some are. Some are great at explaining it, and they'll do the whole thing. Others are a little like, oh, I don't want to be the one to tell you this. So you can get a video find a video online there's youtube videos there's webs in fact there's whole websites i think that explain things to kids that make it a little bit easier on the parents i'd probably be that one that opted for those resources to be honest let me ask you another question from the list okay where do mermaids and unicorns come from are you telling them the truth or are you going to say, well, deep down in the sea, there's a no. half woman, half no. fish? See, I'm not doing that. That sounds exhausting. I, I don't fib if I don't really feel I have to fib. And in those cases, no. I'll just say they're uh, magical, mythical creatures. I would explain what mythical meant. I would say they don't actually exist, but they're fun to think about. I grew up loving unicorns. I don't even remember. Like, it wasn't harsh for me because I don't even remember the day that I realized or found out or asked about unicorns not being real in my mind as a kid growing up they were real but i was never it was never like a harsh devastating blow like a santa would be to a kid it wasn't like that for me at all so i would probably just straight i tell her now i'd be like yeah they aren't real because she's really hardened to unicorns right now one of the other hard questions what's the deal with santa claus Mm-hmm. that's tough that's tough because you have to i don't know i feel like i have to factor in the circle of friends and the circle of and the family members too i remember i'll tell you a story of when i found out about santa claus listener discretion advised you shouldn't be listening to this with your kid anyway spoiler alert (laughs) when i i will remember the christmas i found out santa was not real and i was old enough to figure out my dad's handwriting and that's the year i realized i had got a keyboard this yamaha keyboard that i had wanted and on there was a note that said to kathleen from santa or whatever it said and my dad's handwriting is very distinctive like it's very easy to pick out and i thought that looks like dad's handwriting and just like the card that it was put on i just thought that seems like a very dad thing to do to just put it on like a plain white cardboard piece (laughs) it was very dad it had dad written all over it and i remember the entire christmas morning opening gifts watching my brother and sister's face because i'm like wait a fucking minute if i know do they know and watching their face when they got their gift from santa and it was like totally different like looking at mom and dad being like cool cool and i was on to them right away right after christmas was done i was like i know that that's not that's your handwriting so did you write that for santa or is something else going down here so it was really like matter of fact for me i feel like i also though if that when that happens with my kids i have to think about i just i want to be honest and i would be honest if i felt like she could handle it but i'd also have to make sure that she could handle it to not say anything to her friends that may still be believers or her cousins for example or what whoever was around her Hmm. okay i'll give you one more i don't even think this one's that hard why do adults have to work is a question that a kid might ask a parent yeah hey kid you like the fucking food on your plate you like your toys? That's why I have to work. <laughs> See, when it's a question like that, parents <laughs> no can problem, just get, they, right? you can give them like a real dick answer. Well, I don't know. Do you like stuff? Yeah. 
Do you like eating? Do you like having a roof over your head or would you rather be outside? Uh, totally. Yeah, I, I think that <laughs> that's when all parents turn into an asshole. <laughs> I think that one's a pretty like easy one. Obviously, it wouldn't be as harsh, but you would explain, you know, how life works. And it, there's nothing wrong with teaching your kid as early as they're curious about it, the way the world works. And that is the way the world works. And it's a good that would be a good time to point out that there's hardships in other places in the world. I could say, you know, most people that you know, their parents both work or one of their parents work. They bring in the money, they, they get food, and then they're able to drive their cars and, you know, spend money on everything that they love and could ever want. But there are some people that don't get that. Can you imagine that? There are some people who can't work or some people who can't find a job or places in the world where it's not that easy to get money. Isn't that sad? And I'd probably try to make it as much of a learning experience as possible. That's how I'd do it anyway. Can we talk about the controversy? I guess it's a controversy. It started off as a conspiracy theory about Wayfair. Have you been following this? Okay, thank you for bringing this up. Because I was going to even say to you off air, what the what the f is going on? So I have somewhat been following along. I saw a couple of headlines that said. So I don't know every detail. What I know is that there people are saying that Wayfair was involved in child human trafficking. Human trafficking. Human trafficking. That's what it was. Right. What's up with that? What's going on? This all started with a thread on Reddit that came out on Thursday. Uh, Wayfair, for those who don't know, it's an online furniture store, essentially. And the theory is that Wayfair is actually a front for human trafficking, namely because some storage cabinets listed on their site are selling for more than $13,000 each. And all those cabinets have some odd names like the Yaritza storage cabinet, Naraya storage cabinet, Semaya Olivia storage cabinet. So people, this is the theory. This is not what I'm saying. It's not proven. I don't want to get sued. People are ordering these absurdly overpriced cabinets because they know it's not actually a cabinet you get. You're getting a person. Based on the suspicious names and the price and things like that. Uh, they also had other like very human sounding names for things like pillows and rugs that are selling for like five figures. Why? Yeah. Did, have they explained this? What has Wayfair said once this okay. kind of hit the Internet? I'll get to this in just a second. Okay. Um, someone contacted Wayfair. The overpriced cabinets instantly disappeared from their site. Wayfair, they say, has been a supplier to migrant detention camps on the U.S.-Mexico border. So that's part of how the human trafficking pieces start to fall together based on this conspiracy theory. Wayfair has denied everything. Mm -hmm. They say third-party companies can list products on their site and all of the overpriced products come from other companies that they have nothing to do with. But is it possible this conspiracy theory is true? So Snopes, I never know how to say that. Is it Snopes or Snoops? Snopes, yeah. Investigated. They say they found no credible evidence and even debunked a lot of the investigative evidence that people on Reddit thought they found. One person on Reddit had two more grounded explanations for what could be going on. One, the companies list their products for that much, hoping 
to just find people with an unlimited budget, like a government, to buy them at a crazy markup. Right. Number two, those products are used to launder money. So you can go to anywhere from Reddit to read the original conspiracy theory. Gizmodo, Snopes, Bro Bible has got an article on it. And so does Newsweek if you want something that's probably a little more journalism skewed. You can check out any of those. But either way, for the life of me, I cannot figure out why this pretty ordinary looking cabinet is $13,000. And it also has a woman's name attached to it. Mm -hmm. So... Whether you believe it or not, not not for me to say if it's right or wrong, this is just the theory that's out there about the Wayfair human trafficking scandal. And it's funny because some people, as soon as they hear things like human trafficking, uh-huh, we've heard that before. We all heard about the the one in Washington. There's a lot of rumors that Bill and Hillary Clinton were involved in some sort of a trafficking ring that was going on out of the back of a pizza place. It's unbelievable how many rumors are circulating regarding trafficking right now and the people attached to those. Right. And then enter the Jeffrey Epstein stuff not long after that. And you know there was a connection there between the Clintons and Epstein. And oh, it kind of makes a little more sense. But you really have to try to connect the dots on stuff like that to make it a coherent theory. Right now, it's a conspiracy theory. It's not a full-blown thing. But uh, I assume people are going to keep looking into this. And Wayfair is probably like, oh, fuck. Will somebody please do something stupid to get the heat off of us? Because this does not look good. Mm -hmm. It doesn't look good at all. But I think it's kind of a labored reference to begin with. Um, The Washington Redskins have announced they're changing their name. But they haven't told us what they're changing their name to. (laughs) Okay, fine. I mean, hey, drag it out a little bit. You want a little bit of publicity and you want to get people hyped for the new jerseys and the big reveal and all the merch and all that sort of stuff. Okay, sure. Fine. I just can't believe that it's 2020 and they finally acknowledge there's a problem with that name. Yeah. I mean, if they're acknowledging in July 2020, yeah, it's time to retire the name. Then why wasn't it time in... July 2018 or July 2016 right. or well, July 2014. And I mean, we talked about this at length in, in one of our last podcasts we did. I think it might have been Friday, maybe Thursday's podcast because money became a factor, right? There was not money as, a, as strong of a factor as there was all of a sudden with big names like PepsiCo, huge names saying, I'm not giving you any money because I don't like that name. All of a sudden they had that realization and one could argue, well, why didn't they question it up until now? So sure. Lots of questions there. Um, Again, I think they caved strictly strictly on money, and I'll never change my mind on that one. The new name, which they'll announce soon, I don't know, it's funny, USA Today had claimed it was coming down on Monday. I don't think that that's true, not that we know of right now at this time that we're doing this podcast. But do you want to hear a couple of popular choices? Yeah, what are people leaning towards? People are leaning towards warriors, red wolves, and red tails. They really want that red in there. Why don't they just call them the Washington White Skins? That can't possibly be controversial. <laughs> what could Who possibly, could be upset about that? What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> I know. It's, uh, it's, it's something else. I, I, I imagine maybe if... It's all, it all depends. Do they want to keep the team colors? Like, and, and you have to question that, too, because there are other teams with other colors. So I'm assuming they won't abandon the color scheme. And in that case, oh, well, red fits in perfectly. 
Uh, I don't know if any of those will make the cut, but those are some of the more popular choices and, and fans are hoping for one of those, according to a couple of recent polls. Uh, one more thing I want to get to before we get to the replay of Missed Connections from this morning. Uh, if you get a sec, check out scottandcat.ca, uh, bookmark it. Every day we post our top trending stories that we talk about on our FM radio show. A lot of them anyway, stuff you might want to follow up on. On there today, all the details on the death of Kelly Preston, who passed away at 57. I was really shocked to hear that because I didn't know she was sick. Did we, Did anyone know she was sick or was this a private thing between her and John Travolta? Yeah, it was a private thing. I think that she wanted to uh, fight the battle uh, privately and it had been two years since she was diagnosed. I believe she was fighting um, this breast cancer diagnosis for the last two years and she passed away Sunday morning. Also on there is Jada Pinkett Smith admitting that she had a relationship with August Alsina. Is that his name? Yeah, correct. Why are they doing this? Because this dominated way too much of my timeline this weekend. (laughs) Memes of Will Smith given that Uh Uh-huh. Look. I mean, it really didn't take long for this to end up everywhere. Why are they coming out and talking about this? Are they trying to promote something? Or is there a scam here? What is it? No, I don't think so. Jada and Will's relationship has always been in the public eye. And people have been fascinated. And I think it's because mostly they love them so much. But there's been rumors of an open relationship between these two for many, many, many years. They finally kind of started, especially once Will, I noticed, started his Instagram account. They started to become a little more open and honest with fans. I think because they realized shit gets brought up real quick and 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 gets brought back up again and you never know who's going to leak information so they've been quite honest about it they've said to this point there was never an quote-unquote open relationship but they've had their struggles and they've had their moments but they've stayed together the whole time as a unit as a family and jada started red table talk um several years ago which was her facebook watch series i think it was like three years ago or something so what happened was recently august elsina who is a young I want to say aspiring, but he's apparently is like straight up. He is a rapper or a singer. Um, Obviously not a household name. Maybe this is the first time you're hearing of him, but he is good friends with or was good friends with their son, Jaden. And oh, shit. uh, Yeah. So August was suffering some issues. All that Jada will really say is he was sick and he needed help. He needed someone to, you know, take him under his wing basically and help out. And she kind of became that person for him and helped him to heal in doing that at the same time too, uh, she and will were not well, we're not doing well at all. In fact, they had separated amicably. They, they say at the time, even though nobody knew this and she started spending more time with August and healing him and helping him be better. He was 23 at the time too. Um, but Anyway, now, fast forward, August did a a radio show interview, and in it, he says, Will Smith gave him an okay to have a relationship with Jada, and he wanted to make it clear in case any rumors started, which basically he's the one that started the talk, um, was that he wanted to make it clear he wasn't a homewrecker, basically. So he actually went to his buddy's dad and asked his buddy's dad if he could rail his buddy's mom. Not, I mean, I mean, yeah. Not in the way you're saying it, but I think there was a an understanding and he wanted to make it clear that those two were, in fact, separated before he made that move. And before she had made that move, he wanted to make it clear. And I guess somehow, although th- that part's not really clear. Did Will just shoot him a text like, hey, bud, yeah, it's on. Go for it. 
bud. Like I'm sure she's he, good. Have a good time. I'm sure he didn't, but there was obviously a clear like they had to clarify. He just wanted did not want to get that image. He just did not want to have the image of being a homewrecker or sleeping around or whatever. So Jada, and I'll play you some of this. So Jada admits in her red table talk, she decided that instead of being the person who talked to other people, she had to be the subject of the red table talk because so many rumors started swirling and there was false stuff swirling and the two of them were like, okay, enough of this. We need to set it clear. We need to let people know we were separated. You had a relationship. We are fine now. We have moved on and we've been honest with each other throughout this whole thing. So that was the gist of the red table talk. Here's the two of them talking to one another about the relationship. I really felt like we could be over. Yeah, no, we were over. And then what did you do, Jada? Well, you know, I think from there, you know, as time went on, I got into a different kind of entanglement Mm -hmm. with August. One thing I want to get clear about, you giving permission, Mm -hmm. which is, you know, the only person that can give permission in in that particular Uh, uh, circumstance is myself. Yes, exactly. Yeah. But what... August was probably trying to communicate Mm -hmm. because I could actually see how he would perceive it as permission because we were separated Mm -hmm. amicably. And I think he also wanted to make it clear that he's not a homewrecker, Mm -hmm. which he's not. I think um, you need to say clearly what happened. As far as what? You and I decided we were going to take our space and what happened. Yeah, and then I got into an entanglement with August. That's what I said. An entanglement? Yes. <laughs> yes. A relationship. Yes, it was a relationship. Absolutely. I love how she uses the word entanglement. <laughs> <laughs> what does entanglement even mean? We hadn't. To me, that's a very conscious effort to use that word. She didn't want to use a word affair because they were separated. She didn't want to use the word it seemed like she was she said she ended up saying relationship as you heard but i feel like she didn't want to have to say the word relationship because part of her is like it wasn't a real connection right there was a connection but it wasn't like her and will have so i think she was hesitant to use that that term (laughs) i don't know and then he now he's saying a whole bunch of stuff too by the way on his twitter about the reality of the situation and i don't again i don't know if this him and their son are still friends i don't think so (sighs) should i be watching this like i feel like this is a couple's issue that really doesn't involve me and it's a little fascinating but i feel like it's none of my business right well and see i i watched some of it but I also feel the same way, and I feel differently than I used to. As you get older, almost you you kind of you know you understand that that marriage and that these relationships, whether they're in the public eye or not, um, they can be complex, and there's a lot of different levels to it. And do we really know everything about the couple? The answer is no, but we like to assume we do. So when Brad, Jen, and Angie happened, oh, did we fucking have something to say about that? Because we thought we knew everybody. And that just kind of happened. It does come with the job. I am one of those people that say, yeah, sorry, I also have an entertainment segment I do. So yeah, it does come with the job. Like if you're going to go out there and flaunt your relationship in public and be like, look at us, we love each other, look at me, look at me, look at our Instagram photos together. And then you split up and you expect people to stay silent. No, you can't have it both ways, sweetie pies. You just can't. So I understand that people have you in the public eye. They want to keep you there regardless of what's happening. And yes, I'm with you. I am uncomfortable in some cases. I think what they're doing, I'm pretty impressed. 
that they did this, that they openly talked the two of them. 50 Cent didn't like it at all. He actually privately messaged Will and he ended up screenshotting it and sharing it. I guess those two are done in terms of a friendship. But he checked in on Will after this had come out. And he said, are you good? He said, yes, I am. And he's like, why would you just let her like say all that shit and you have nothing to say about it? And he was like, I let her do me. And she did her, and that was the time in our lives. Kind of like, okay, butt out, dude. And 50 said another comment like that, and basically all he said was, fuck you, 50. And that was the end of the conversation. Wow. Yeah, so I guess, yeah, that's one way to do it. But, you know, I'm with (sighs) you. It's uncomfortable for sure, but people are. it doesn't make people less curious. It doesn't make people less curious if it's a private matter that we feel like, oh, we don't need to know that, but we really want to know that. Right. I got it. Okay, one more thing I want to squeeze in here. This is the last one, and then we'll get to missed connections. Um, I was optimistic that the NBA did everything right to get the season going again. I think they're probably even in better shape than we are with hockey that's going to resume here in Canada. I just feel like the NBA did it right, locking everybody off at Disney. There's a bubble. They've got lots to do behind the scenes. They'll go and they'll play their games. Everything's good. But it looks like the NBA is going to fuck it up because they can't keep it in their pants. <laughs> Someone made Anna a- <laughs> Maya is an Instagram model, influencer kind of chick. Yeah, correct. Yeah. And she's already leaked that she got invited into the bubble. Yeah. Do we know which player invited her in? No. So there's a lot of people doing some investigative work on her account right away. And by the way, there's more than a couple NBA players following her. So it, you can't really point fingers at every every person. But, you know, a couple of names got tossed around. And she wanted to make it clear after the fact that she was that I guess this is what she says. She says after five weeks, don't you guys know that they're allowed to have visitors? Maybe that's what they were talking about. But she didn't say that off the bat. She said the NBA season's probably fucking over. I already got invited into the bubble. Three days they were there. Three days and they're already going to compromise the bubble and possibly let someone in who could have an infection? Oh, there are some players that will, if this is true, if they try to say, hey, you know, I'll sneak you into my hotel room. It's actually not that hard. Now that I'm here, I can figure it out. If they find out who that player is, they will get shit on so hard by all Mm -hmm. the rest of their teammates who are just trying to get through the season, who are leaving their families, leaving their children, leaving their wives, everybody that they love basically to finish off this season and stay in this bubble three months keep the dicks in the pants focus on the game at hand and shut up stop stop messaging stop dming instagram models just focus for a few months that's all and then after that you know champagne showers do all the do anything you fucking want but just focus so that the nba season can continue the way it's supposed to thank you we'd like to watch if you don't mind please this is this is, we're all looking forward to this. Don't you screw it up just because you're horny. <laughs> Unreal. Okay, we got to bounce. Thank you for listening to this extended edition of After Nine, everybody. We appreciate it. Uh, we'll have more editions coming out this week, and there's so much we didn't even get to today. So there's lots that we'll do in the next edition. In the meantime, though, like we always do on Mondays, it is Missed Connections. Let's talk about people looking for other people. When you can't find them, you just put the story online. Maybe somebody will see it, and that will lead to a connection. This first one is called, Hey, Senorita, Man for Woman. I was waiting at the Mexican restaurant for about a million calories worth of takeout. That's when I saw you on the patio. You were sitting by yourself, and you ordered a blueberry rum margarita to kick off the weekend. I loved your vibe. 
You actually spoke up first and asked how the pandemic was treating me. Yeah. We joked about how I put on some weight and both agreed nobody cares right now. You made me feel better and added, you were drinking alone. I left with my food and realized, what an idiot. I should have asked to sit with you or perhaps invited you to come with me to enjoy some takeout. If it's you, Margarita girl, please reach out. Is that um, a very Mexican drink, by the way? A blueberry rum margarita? Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't get more Mexican than a blueberry rum margarita. Uh, hey, uh, stranger places to pick up than a Mexican restaurant? Okay, um, you just forgot your game. This was looking good. All you had to do was move in. Hey, can I join you? Hey, how about uh, we get together and and burrito together? Okay, fine, but it is so awkward, especially right now, and you don't even know. If you don't know someone well, you're not sure how they feel about sitting with someone. Maybe she was alone because she trusts nobody. So then you ask to sit with her, and then she has to give you that awkward, uh, I don't know you. You know, it's weird. And then people are afraid to get turned down, and that's maybe what would have happened here. But it seemed like it was a bit of an opening. I mean, she went out of her way to say, I'm drinking by myself, right? Yeah. Seems like that was almost an invitation. Like, it, hey, why don't you sit down? I'll tell you all about how to make a blueberry margarita. Drinking a blueberry rum <laughs> margarita by yourself on a weekend, on a patio, alone on a Friday. You're pretty much asking for it. Basically. Basically. <laughs> uh, this next one is called the Metro Goddess, Man for Woman. I had to make a pasta salad for a uh, potluck. By the way, who's doing a potluck right now? Mm. It seems like a bad idea. Anyway, I went to Metro to buy the ingredients. It would have been easy, but I didn't even know what went into a pasta salad. I volunteered for it. You took notice, I think. I was Googling some things and able to find everything I needed except for feta cheese. I walked up and down the dairy aisle, but had no luck. About 15 times before you finally, sweet, nice lady, took notice and overheard me mumble to myself about it. He said, sorry for listening in, but you can find the feta cheese across from the deli. You saved my life. You saved the potluck. And I never got the chance to... <laughs> I never... Thank God you were here. <laughs> I never got the chance to truly tell you how much that meant to me. I just want to let you know I've been thinking about you. It's tragic. Yes, it is tragic. It is tragic. Can we talk you about- don't know what goes in a pasta salad. That's the tragedy. Yeah. Can we also talk about the people that talk to themselves out loud at the grocery store about what they can't find? <laughs> Stupid feta cheese. Where do they hide it here? Why do they have two different sections that have cheese in it? I don't understand. There's cheese over here. It's perfectly fine to put the cheese in here when the cheese is here. Why do you got to have two different sections of cheese? Technically, there's three sections. There's more than two. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Because if you want the cheese slices that come in the little plastic wrapper, they're in a totally other section. <laughs> and don't even get me started on cottage cheese. Where do they keep that? It says cheese right in the name, but it's not in the cheese section. <laughs> Should have gone to the cheese store. This is dumb. I never got a chance to tell you how much that meant to me. Um, I think it meant more to you than it did to her. She probably was just a little concerned that you were walking up and down the aisle 75 times. <laughs> and making her dizzy. Please. Mumbling about feta cheese. Please, guy, please stop. The feta's right over there. Can you just stop? 
Luckily, the internet knew how to make a pasta salad. <laughs> Everybody knows how to make a pasta salad. In <laughs> fact, as long as there's pasta in it, there's very few ways to screw up a pasta you, salad. You were literally the last person to find out. Everybody <laughs> knows. I was today years old when I found out how to make a pasta salad. <laughs> They gave it to him because it was the easy one. You should have gave him crackers and cheese. Even then, he wouldn't find it. There's marble. There's cheddar. There's too many varieties. What kind of cheese? What kind of crackers? And what section are they in? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) That's great.